welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Today's show is sponsored by Ron Rubin Winery. Without their financial support, we would not be here recording today. They've come to our rescue and are sponsoring our podcast for the entire year. We encourage you to get to know them. Check out their website by visiting ronrubinwinery.com. Welcome to episode 144. Today, our guest is Denise Gill, the tasting manager from Alexander Valley Vineyards. Welcome, Denise. Oh, thank you for having me. First, we have some very exciting news for all our listeners. I know, Marcy actually just told me this when I was unloading my car this morning. Loading up my car for wine. (laughs) (laughs) So once again, for the Taste Awards, this was just announced, we've been nominated for the Best City or Regional Program. So yippee, that's a very good, that's a good slotting <laughs> Richard's for Richard's giving us a thumbs up in the studio. <laughs> I mean, because our, our program really is regional, so, yeah. so that's good. But also, now listeners, this is for you. <laughs> There's also a Viewers Listener's Choice Award that you vote on. And the categories for us is Best Food or Drink Podcast or Best Lifestyle. Now you, <laughs> I don't know. Do we have the best lifestyle? <laughs> I think we do because the wine road is a lifestyle. Okay. Oh yeah, the wine road. But is anyway, so we need your help, folks, and we're okay. going to put this in the show notes. Okay. There's a link to the Taste Award site where you can vote, Great. and you can vote in each category, and you can only vote once. But we really need your help. We won last year because of you, and we're going to count on you again. Awesome. So. I'm excited. Taste Awards 2022. So last year we celebrated that. Uh, virtually on Zoom. You were at your house in Spassville and I was in Cloverdale and we were both uh, drinking and watching each other on Zoom. <laughs> It'd yeah. be nice if we could that be together. <laughs> It'd be nice if we could be together this year. Oh, well. Yeah, I don't know where it's it's going to be ceremony in April, but I don't know where. Yeah, fun. Okay, so let's just jump right in here with Denise. Yes. I'm so excited. She, um, You just mentioned that you've been in the business for 30 years and I think like you're probably right. We have probably known each other that entire time. Absolutely. That's a long time. Miss Beth, we go way back. We've been <laughs> through a lot. <laughs> a lot of great things in the wine, wine country, for yeah. sure. Oh, my Lord. So um, we will get into, you know, what you do at Alexander Valley Vineyards at some point, but I think it's super interesting. I'd like to know kind of how you got involved in the wine business to begin with and then how it evolved into, you're a wine judge at a, so many really incredible wine competitions. And I think people would be interested in hearing about that. So how did how did the wine career begin? Well, I moved here from Phoenix, Arizona in 1990. Hmm. Uh, took a couple years at the JC uh, studying uh, wine from viticulture, uh, marketing, food and wine pairing. Um, we really wh- have great classes there. The JC is amazing. amazing. Yes. yes. And obviously a wine judging class uh, in there as well. And so in 1992, I started at Fritz Winery, small little winery in Dry Creek. Uh, Before I knew it, uh, I was part-time and was offered the tasting room manager position and started the events and wine club. And then that was the first place that I actually got my first pair of cellar boots. (laughs) All right. (laughs) She's bronzed them now. They're on the wall. Yeah, right. Forget about the baby <laughs> shoes. Like your baby boots, yeah. <laughs> it was very thrilling. I put a little um, alarm on the door of the tasting room, but I also wanted to go back into the cellar. Yeah, learn it. So crawling around barrels, topping wine, um, helping uh, David Hastings at the time, the winemaker mm-hmm. there, 
um, with some blends, which was super fun and educational. Yeah. And then every Friday we'd have a lunch and we do a blind tasting. And so I could name the vintage, varietal, appellation. And he said, wow, you have a really good palate. There's wow, this no kidding. Thank you. <laughs> There's this class at UC Davis. It's a tasting evaluation class, and uh, you should take it and just see, you know, how you do. Right. So I passed the class, and if you pass the class, which I heard afterwards, it was a very hard test. You had to name five varietals, vintages, appellations, and then five uh, flaws in wine. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I passed that, and then uh, my name uh, gets sent over to the California State Fair. Oh, oh yeah. great. Um, yeah. As a professional wine right. judge, you have to pass that class to do that. So years went by, two years, and then I open my mailbox, and I get this welcome, potentially, professional <laughs> wine judge. <laughs> Would you like to judge the California State Fair? Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> and I'm so like, cool. Score. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so I judged that. I was in Hillsburg at Safeway, ran into Bob Frazier, who, oh, well. yeah, who's uh, an icon for the San Francisco Chronicle. And I said, Bob, remember me? I took your class. He goes, oh, yeah, Denise. And I said, I just judged the California State Fair. He goes, would you like to judge the San Francisco Chronicle? <laughs> He's like, I got wow. a live one on the hook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, absolutely. So... Sure enough, following January, I judged for the Chronicle. So I've been judging 18 years now. Oh, my Lord. I've added a few other competitions in the last four years. So I judge the Women's International, mm -hmm. the Sunset International, Rosé Experience. Oh, yeah. And next week, I'm judging for the first time the L.A. Times competition. That's incredible. I think that's amazing. <laughs> and so when you go back to being at Fritz and you were able to identify those riddles and the vintages, do you think that is, is that from the classes that you were taking, at, had taken at the JC, or is it from your blind tastings that you did at work that you just really honed that skill? I can't imagine it myself. Um, it's experience, but also it's kind of innate. I think it's a, I think it's a gift. I think you're born with this ability to taste and smell and evaluate but you can also study your hone way it. into yeah. it as well. You can hone it. And I think that I think it's both. I think it's both too. One of the um I'm very sensitive with smell and taste. And I think that helps a lot. But also there was this great class that kind of a light bulb went off at the JC called the wine component tasting class. And you taste these wines um, all similar. Like, for example, Sauvignon Blancs. We had like eight different wines, uh, producers, excuse me, uh, all Sauvignon Blancs. And then you start honing into like a, a character within that wine that's in every single... We taste in all of them. Yes. Right. Even though one might have a little oak, neutral oak mm -hmm. on it, um, it's different appellations and one might be grassier or more grapefruit. So... I just, the light bulb went off, so I started, like, storing a lot of those varietals on different wines kind of in my 
my brain there. So. Yeah. It's, I, I and then, then you start to also by tasting widely, you learn so much. Mm-hmm. And the more you taste, the more you add to that kind of mental file box. Mm-hmm. But even with Sauvignon Blanc, it could be a warm climate, a cool climate. But you're right. Those core fundamentals should be there across the line. Right. I think it's fascinating. It's so much fun. I think that's so cool what you've, you know, how far you've gone. Thank you. Yeah, it's a lot of fun and meet a lot of great people mm-hmm. from wine writers, wine buyers, winemakers, um, folks that are educators at wineries. Group. It seems yeah. like great camaraderie when you see yeah. the pictures when there's a judge, see that, yeah. uh, all the judges together. It's like, yeah, you guys get together once a year for this big competition, or maybe you judge two or three competitions at the same the same year and, yeah, get to see your friends and... But one should note, it's no walk in the park being a judge. It's a lot of hard work. It's, you know, you have to be so focused. It's exhausting. And so many wines. Tell people like how, like at the San Francisco Chronicle, how many wines would you judge for an event like that? So the San Francisco Chronicle not only is the largest competition in the U.S., it's also the longest judging days. (laughs) So we're three days and uh, then the sweepstakes is on the fourth day. So I judge about 100 wines. We have a panel of three, and you have breaks. So you do about 15 wines an hour. It's about a six- to seven-hour day. Wow. (laughs) That's incredible. Yeah. We throw in lunch, too. Yeah. They go all out. (laughs) That is hard work. It is. And we're all looking for, you know, wines that uh, we know the varietal, a lot of the um, like Chardonnay, Pinots, Cabs are in price categories. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you can't compare a $10 wine to a $60 right. wine. It's just not fair. So, um, and even when I have the lower price wines, it's exciting because I'm like, wow, what if we find this really great wine at a you really great price? It. Right. Yeah. And we can tell people about right. it. Right. In addition to, you know, the high-end wines, you know, they are smaller, but um, we have the opportunity to really taste some delicious uh, high-end wines as well. So when you're judging, you're blind tasting these wines and you're all writing your scores. Mm-hmm. And then if there's big disagreement about the scores, is there a debate? Do you retaste? I mean, how does that Rock, unfold? paper, scissors. Or is it all different? <laughs> is each competition different or... Well, if we're all really close, um, there are pluses and minuses that we can give. Mm-hmm. So if I'm on an edge, I'll do a silver plus. And so if we have two silver pluses and the gold, we'll retaste right. and uh, see if we can't move it up. So, yes, we do talk to each other after we've tasted right. through everything and after all the awards have been given. Right. Just so we get every single wine a fair chance. And yeah. I think that's one of my... Strong suits in judging is knowing all the aspects and all the hard work that goes into the decision making of putting that wine in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Right. From vineyards to winemaking styles. It's just pretty fascinating back to my cellar boats days. Right. <laughs> I think it's so great that they um, at the winery did blind tastings with the staff on a regular basis. I, I wish more wineries would do that. I think that when you work at a winery, you just get used to those wines. You're tasting them constantly. Every day you're tasting those wines from that winery, and that's what you get used to. And you really do need to expose yourself to a lot of different wines. Um, I always liked when I helped someone who loved a wine that I was pouring, and then I could tell them, okay, if you really love this, then your next stop should be, you know, XYZ Winery, because they make something that I also really enjoy that I think you'll 
You know, yeah. So the more you know, the more you can pass on. <laughs> So what's happening? Um, I think you have some big, you know, big hole expanding in the ground there uh, at Alexander Valley Vineyards. What's happening out there right now? First of all, I'd like to say um, this is my eighth year at Alexander Valley Vineyards. Well, we should drink to that. Right? I forgot. We have some wine. We got, we jumped right in with our taste awards, but let's, let's back up here and just check out this wine that Denise brought us. Let's see. I'm going to pour a little for each of us. Well, what I brought today is our Alexander Valley Estate Organically Farmed Cabernet Sauvignon 2018. So this is a special vineyard that is on our estate. Kind of backing up, our, we have this beautiful winery estate um, that's 600 acres, 200 acres planted in grapevines. And right now, the cover crops are beautiful. We have the daffodils out. And so you guys all should come visit. Yeah, this is the time of year. Yeah. So I know it is gorgeous. so pretty. But uh, the Wetzel family owns Alexander Valley Vineyards, family-owned, third-generation run. Uh, they are very interested in being sustainable and being great stewards of Sonoma County. So they looked into, in 2011, what it takes to get certified through the state of California. I was wondering, when you said it's organic, I'm like, is it certified organic? Because that is a lot of hoops. Three years. <laughs> uh, record keeping, inspections, fees, and using only organic sprays. This, we started our first vintage in 2012. Um, so this is the 18. And one thing I find really interesting is we're not allowed to use any sulfur in the vineyards. So sulfur kind of gives that skin a little extra coating to uh, prevent mold and mildew. Mm -hmm. I feel like, because Cabernet is one of the smallest, thickest skin grapes uh, varietals out there. So this, I feel the tannins are much softer mm. because the sun actually can get to those skins and soften them up uh, much easier. So beautiful. If you were blind tasting, mm -hmm. you would say, yes, this is Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm -hmm. It has all those earmarks. It's mm -hmm. lovely. Right, right. It's got uh, that beautiful cassis, dark cherry. Um, I get a little coriander. There's uh, on the palate, you get kind of like a milk chocolate. Yes, exactly. It's so soft and so rich and so round. This is amazing. I think this is my brother-in-law's favorite wine. He drinks a fair amount of this. This is how, if I need to make points, oh, I'll go out to Alexander Valdez. <laughs> Get a little bottle of cap. I tell you, for the value, you the, the wines there are amazing. And I'm always kind of floored how accessible they are. The price points. You don't have to go spend out of your mind to get a beautiful Cabernet. You can get it right here. You don't have to go to that other valley. <laughs> right? Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, we make uh, very distinctive wines for everybody. So we make from a really playful Gewurz demeanor. That's to... a beautiful Gewurz. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. That is like my favorite Gewurz. And it's, what is it, like $12 It's or 15 It's 15 So it's gone up a dollar or two. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's organically grown as well. So we have two organically farmed wines at AVV. And yet 
We don't overlook the aspect that we also do uh, sustainable farming there. The family, the Wetzel family, lives on the property. They have grandchildren, and right. they have four dogs that roll through the vineyards. And The real know, deal there. Exactly. Yeah. And, and they want to minimize any type of uh, spraying that isn't sustainable for... Yeah, they're definitely taking care of the land for future generations. I mean, Absolutely. That's, that's definitely important. And they're selling extra produce at the farmer's market. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the that. See, still planting between the vines, the the potatoes, and uh, I think Hank was on showing us... Potatoes was the focus, he was, yeah. Uh, doing, <laughs> was but, but like kind of very uh, artisanal potatoes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Very, very specific. Right. Yeah, a lot of purple potatoes. Yeah. And yes, we're still planting That's some so of cool. the, them yeah. throughout uh, the rows of the Chardonnay vineyard. Yeah, so the first time I saw that, I was at his house sitting on the porch looking across at the rows. And I'm thinking, what is <laughs> on the ground there? <laughs> what is growing? <laughs> and he's like, oh, potatoes. I'm like, what? <laughs> Let's take a closer look. It's cool. Yeah, most of it. So right now is wild mustard, yeah. vetch, um, some barley and wheat in there, and it's just beautiful. And we've got this long, beautiful driveway that you can just pop out and take pictures in the vineyards and then come on up the, uh, the road, and uh, you'll see the barrels and the bottling line going, and then right around the corner is the tasting room. So Yeah, you do feel like you're driving through. Like a, You always think, should I be going here? Yeah. Because <laughs> there's forklifts and there's always barrels out there. And you're like, okay, I think I think this is the right way. It's time for our Fast Five segment, where one of our winery or lodging members calls in with their Fast Five recipe. So who's on the line today? Zena Bauer, Woodenhead Winery. And I have an end-of-winter farro salad. Oh, sounds good. Mm, lovely. Uh, I've got, it's uh, farro, preserved Meyer lemon, if you have that, mm. or a fresh Meyer lemon works too, uh, some green olives, shallots, and a handful of fresh herbs. So you just cook the farro, saute everything else, mix it together, and um, add the fresh herbs and pair with our Chardonnay from Piper Ranch, Manchester Ridge. I can see how well those would pair. That sounds great. Yeah, it's pretty darn good. Well, and those Meyer lemons, like my daughter says, oh, Meyer lemons and everything. <laughs> Meyer lemons are like gold. They're just like crazy out there right now, you know? There's yeah. so many of them. Yeah, this is the time. Yeah, for and sure. this, the, the warm farro, the mixture with the, oh, I could see how well this would be. That sounds great. And so you just mix it up and. Yep, you cook the farro, saute the veggies, mix it together, add the herbs, and you're done. Sounds simple. That's what we need. Five ingredient recipes. That's, That's what yeah. my whole life is boiled down to. <laughs> that, I would add another F, Fast Five Fantastic. Yeah, there you go. There we go. <laughs> so we'll put um, all the quantities and instructions in our little show notes and uh, a link to the wine that you think we should pair it to. And a link to the winery. And a link to the winery. Okay. Thanks for awesome. calling, Zena. This was awesome. Oh. Thank right, you. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you both. We have cave tours right now at 12 and 2.30 in our original cave that we started in 1998 and uh, finished in 2008. Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah, it's a complimentary cave tour and uh, groups under eight, no reservations. So oh, wow. people love that extra little 
knowledge that they can gain when they come visit Alexander Valley Vineyards. So what's happening now? You're expanding? So um, behind that hillside is another hill that we are expanding another 25,000 square foot cave. Wow. Um, it's uh, not completed until 2023. Um, they can go about six to eight feet a day with this big auger. Norby Constructions doing the uh, caves are kind of known for that yeah. here in mm -hmm. Sonoma County. Mm -hmm. And there is a hill that uh, we have Cyrus's old cemetery on our property, Cyrus Alexander. Mm -hmm. You can actually walk up the hill and then you can look over and actually view the construction going on. Oh, you can. I was wondering how much you could really see. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah you can see it from uh, above. Cool. And then we're doing vineyard hikes kind of started a few of them because of our weather here in California being so beautiful. We go and take them over closer to the cave tour, oh, yeah. along with the chickens and the garden and right. the schoolhouse. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much history there. It's, yeah, there is. Yeah, It's a really beautiful property. It's a really beautiful property. Yeah, we're fortunate to have the homestead of Cyrus Alexander, um, who founded the valley in 1840. And um, his uh, original home, 1842, he built the schoolhouse, 1868. And as I mentioned, he's buried on the property, too. So we definitely have the history of the Alexander Valley right in our backyard. Yeah. And then you'd mentioned to begin with that the winery is owned by the Wetzel family. And they're just really an amazing family who they really are all involved. I mean, you're easily going to meet a family member if you go out there. Um, when you do special events, the family is all involved, and uh, they just give so much back to the community. Yeah, they're such yeah. generous people. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, they built the wing at the Hillsburg Hospital, right. and they have a nice little garden area over by Chalkboard Center Street right there. Yeah, no, they're super cool. So, yeah, yeah, I put that on your list. Um, I feel like if you go out to Alexander Valley Vineyards, you're going to get amazing wines, and the cave tour they're not, there's not a ton of caves over here in Sonoma County. There's, you know, very few. And so it's a really amazing opportunity to do that. And they have great history, the views, and of course, those Instagrammable spots. <laughs> Gotta do it for the gram. So, um, you know, when you have friends that come to visit from out of the area, not even necessarily wine things. What what do you think people need to see and do when they come to Sonoma County? Well, they have to have the best clam chowder in Sonoma County, <laughs> which is at my favorite place, Spud Point. Yeah. And I love to get my uh, clam chowder and then just keep heading down the marina. At the very end of the marina is Bodega Head and uh, Vista Views of the Ocean and have my uh, clam chowder and Maybe a glass of wine, wink, wink, if, if I'm not driving. Oh, my gosh. That reminds me. So it's so funny you mentioned that because i driving out here to the recording studio. We're out in Sebastopol. And I thought, today just needs to be a spud point day. I've had a long week already. I thought, I'm treating myself to spud point, And then I'm going up to Bodega Head and have that. And then, you know, glass of wine. I forgot to mention what else you brought today. Oh, yes. Uh, the 375. It's uh, a purse size for Beth. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a picnic day. It's a picnic day. That is going with me. This is such a smart idea. And yeah, so 375. it's the best size if, because not everyone wants to drink a bottle a night, but this is just kind of perfect. Not everyone wants to drink a bottle. <laughs> Probably not. This is perfect. So this is the Chardonnay as in a 375 screw top. I can take that with me to Spud Point today. So you have yeah. 375s in Chardonnay and in what else? Um, we have our estate Merlot, Senzen, and our estate Cab, and they're all in screw caps, ready to go. How and, awesome and is that? Nicely priced from 11 to $15. I'm so excited. I'm so excited because I really honestly am going to Spud Point today. Picnic first. That's and all I yours. I usually just have to get an iced tea, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, my week just got better. Yeah. <laughs> I needed this. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, awesome. So yeah, it's funny. Um we always ask people where they think people should go and I would say that Spud Point you Number know, one everyone on the list. ends yeah. up listing Spud Point or a lot of of um Armstrong Woods. It's like yep. you can just tell everyone really appreciates the just the natural beauty of Sonoma County and being out here. That's where people direct visitors to, those kinds of things. So um, you're you're a big wine and food person. Are any new restaurants you've been to lately? Or I don't know how much people are going out or what you're doing, but any place that you love? Well, we just went to Cabianca for Valentine's Day and mm. Asa Busco was off the chart good. Okay, I don't even know where that is. It's in Santa Rosa. Okay. Yeah, on Second The big Street. white house. <laughs> <laughs> It's right near my optometrist. That's why I know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, in Santa Rosa on 2nd Street. And what is it called again? Cabianca. Okay. I'm going to put that on my list. Yeah, for sure. People know have been going there for years and years. They all know each other. Like when you go there, if you haven't been there before, you kind of feel like... It's like it cheers. Everybody knows your name. Yeah, well, yeah. They, everyone knows each other. <laughs> well, I guess probably, I live all the way in Cloverdale, so I just don't get into the big city of Santa Rosa very often. <laughs> It's like I have to plan, pack provisions, drive into Santa Rosa. <laughs> so I did want to mention, um, I have a couple of new uh, lodging things that I want to talk about. It's funny, a few weeks ago we had uh, Ken from Wild Haven, which is a glamping spot, and now Richard, our uh, studio uh, engineer. sound engineer here. He said, oh, yeah, I'm going there. It sounded amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, Wild Haven is super cool. And This then, podcast just serves to give Richard ideas. Yeah, I know. Every time we come back, he's like, I'm doing what you talked about the last show. <laughs> this week, I went out to the auto camp in Guerneville. It's called Russian River Auto Camp. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if either of you have driven out there, but I definitely thought the same thing. Oh, I so need a night here. It's all Airstream trailers, and it's just uh, just past Guerneville. And you feel like the backside of it is just like you're surrounded by redwoods. And they've made these trailers so that on one side of all of the trailers, there are no side windows. So when you're sitting in your trailer, looking at the trailer next to you, there's no windows. They can't look at you and you can't look into their trailer. And then it's surrounded by all these bushes and shrubs. So each trailer has their own really private little sitting area with a big fire pit. It's so cool. It's like a big giant uh, U shape of these little trailers just nestled in the woods. And they supply the firewood and everything you need to have your little fire pit. They have a nice little sitting area when you first check in with uh, all the basic little food things and wine. If you want to pick that up, there's a huge sitting area inside. 
Outside, there's a massive rock fire pit. They have a fire going every night till about 10. It was just a super cool place where I felt like you would really could sit with your book and just relax and have some wine and be surrounded by nature. So that was cool. Rush River Auto Camp. And then the Gables Inn, which uh, I bet Denise is familiar with the people from the Gables Inn. Absolutely. They're on uh, Petaluma Hill Road, just in the Santa Rosa area. It's really a beautiful Gothic Victorian. Um, I think there's eight rooms there. And you really feel like you are, again, surrounded by nature. The views are going to be a lot of vineyard views, but yet you're super close to Santa Rosa, super close close to the wineries, you know, getting out to the Russian River area. So I'm excited that they just joined the wine road. I know that they have winemakers there on a regular basis. Have you been there, and Denise, and poured wine for their guests and things? I sure have. Yeah. yeah. Not recently, but yeah. I have in the past. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They feel like they really um, try to make sure that, you know, all their guests are really up to speed on new wineries and what's happening in the area. So just wanted to give them a little shout out. You know, I've been going back and forth and surveying the wineries because uh, for the last two years, if they were open, wineries have been really uh, adhering to reservations only. And right now that is definitely changing. And more and more are saying that they, you know, they keep reservations on their website. If you want to know for sure that, you know, your party of four can be seated at one o'clock. But almost all of them at this point are able and willing to take walk-in tasters as well at you know, two o'clock on a Saturday, that might not work without a reservation. They might be booked. But almost any other day of the week, don't hesitate. I know that people want to be a little more spontaneous and that the reservations, you know, uh, what I would like to do if it were me is I'd want to have one reservation for the place that was, you know, my dream winery I for sure want to see. I'd make sure that I booked a reservation so that it was a done deal. And then I'd, I like to be spontaneous. I want to go and I want to hear the people at the tasting bar next to me, what wineries they just went to and what they suggest. I want to be able to drop in and do that. So I would encourage you to, you know, not hesitate. Just get out there, see what happens. You know, be prepared if they say that they're full. I'm also finding that what wineries are doing a lot now is they're saying, you know, right now we don't have a place to seat you. We're full, but if you and give you a taste, if you want to wander out in the vineyard, you know, give us 15 minutes. By then we'll have a spot for you. So I think wineries are really doing whatever they can to accommodate customers and to try to make it work for everyone. So onward and upward. <laughs> All right. So Denise, I love seeing you. Denise, we have known each other forever and she always calls me Miss Beth. And it's like, it's like this warm hug and I always just love it. <laughs> it makes me feel like, okay, there's somebody I know I've known for a long time. Super That's nice. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll put all the details of how to go and reach Alexander Valley Vineyards in the show notes. We'll put the URL and how to contact you. We'll put a link to the wines we tasted today. I'll and take my bottle with yes. me. So <laughs> I know you're going to take that. You're already sticking it in your yeah, pocket. It's in my here. pocket. <laughs> and most important listeners, we're going to put a link to the Taste Awards where you can vote for your favorite podcast, Wine Road Podcast, and two, count them, two categories. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Okay. Is that good, Denise? Anything else? Perfect. Well, it's certainly been a pleasure, and it's a beautiful day here in the Sonoma County. Yeah. Hopefully everyone will come visit us because we love our visitors. Yeah, they really, they definitely treat you right. And you have a greeter that runs out and, you know, will lick you if you want also. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Hattie. Yeah. 
Which is a dog, let's yeah, clarify. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a, well, I was keeping it more interesting. Yeah. Than the, <laughs> you just never know. This is a PG podcast, yeah, yeah, so go. we have to be careful there, but that's great. Okay, sounds good. Thanks right. for joining us. Thanks, Denise. We'll see you on the wine road. Sounds wonderful. Thank you, ladies. Mm-hmm.